Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Kang. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolin. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberry with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craighead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. Oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. This is meatball. It's in the house. (laughs) Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller. I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I got to shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly really can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? There we are. We're Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is your Sunday morning comedy program on Radio Free Brooklyn until 11 a.m. this morning, at which point we will be followed by Point of Order, the great sports talk show. And then at noon, the Brooklyn conversation with Rosie. And at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the political talk show circuit. And we have many, many talk shows all day on uh, this uh, this beautiful Sunday. This is a rain. It's a good gloomy Sunday here in here in uh, uh, Brooklyn, and not just because uh, last night we lost uh, uh, a dear friend. <laughs> we lost a dear friend of the community, and that is uh, Legion Bar in, uh, in in Williamsburg, the uh, place that has put up uh, so many uh, uh, comedians and bands uh, through the years. And uh, if you're noticing my voice is a little on the uh, horse side this morning, it's because uh, we gave it a we gave it a proper send off. We gave it a proper send off last night. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Legion Bar. But in the meantime, you keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn all day because we've got talk shows until 11 p.m. Some pre-recorded, many live, many taking calls, including this one. The number 904-351-0729. That's 9043. 904-3- Five one zero seven two nine. If you would like to call in to this program, and I welcome you to do so any point, at any point. 
at any point. Now, Radio Free Brooklyn has so much going on right now. We've got a lot of going on here at the station, including the next installment of our event series at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood, Queens, our neighbors to the north. Uh, this next one will happen on May 28th, and it is called A Night of Dreams. And I am now going to read verbatim the read that has been left for us in the studio. Do you like local talent? Do you like theater, music, and Radio Free Brooklyn? What if I told you there was a show coming up that combined all four? It's absolutely true. Come out to the Footlight Bar at 7 p.m. on Monday, May 28th for A Night of Dreams, a cabaret show where young Broadway and off-Broadway performers will take the stage to perform various songs from their personal dream roles. Broadway-caliber talent performing songs they love and have always longed to sing in an intimate setting. Tickets are only $5 and will be available at the door, and that's a steal. Do not miss out on what is sure to be an awesome night. The Footlight is located at 465 Seneca Avenue, Ridgewood, New York. There's a zip code in case you want to mail them, I guess. 11385. That's Night of Dreams at the Footlight Bar, Monday, May 28th at 7 p.m. Only $5 for tickets, so do not miss out. And if you are interested in the station and everything that we've got going on, uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. That's the best way to learn more about us and everything we've got going on. Uh, and uh, sign up for our newsletter while you're there. To find out about uh, ticket giveaways and more events like the one on uh, the 28th, interviews with uh, local artists and other hosts on the station, everything that's the best way to find out about us is to go sign up for our newsletter, which is available at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. And while you are checking us out on the web, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to support everything we do here. We are a community station. We're a nonprofit station surviving entirely on donations from listeners such as yourselves. So if you want to be one of those patrons uh, uh, of what of the community, then you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to find out how you can get involved. And finally, if you are listening to this, it might be live. It might be later in the podcast version. But up until this point in history, if you wanted to listen to this thing live, you had to be at a computer or on the TuneIn app. But... Now, Radio Free Brooklyn has two, yes, apps available. One for iOS, one for Android, and you can listen to us on your phone or your mobile device wherever you go. Wherever you go. <laughs> That's the Radio Free Brooklyn app on iOS and Android. And uh, once again, the number for this, uh, this program is 904-351-0729. Now, my guest today wears many, many hats. He is an actor, photographer, improviser, and perhaps most importantly, a fellow host right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. His found audio show, Lost and Rewound, which airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and which he co-hosts with Allison Goodman and Jimmy Hoffman, is one of the station's most unique and longest-running shows, and this Thursday, it will celebrate its 100th broadcast. And also tomorrow at 8 p.m. at the Secret Loft, he will be performing in Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise live in concert. Please welcome Elon Danzinger. Hello. How are you doing, Elon? I, I, I'm good, but I, I, I have to correct you. Oh. I am not performing. Oh, you will not be performing. I'm, I'm producing it. Oh, Can perfect. You I, I know. It's like I don't have to do any of the actual hard work. I just That's have great. to watch all the hard work paid off. Yeah, it's all done now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you can rest. 
I could rest easy. No, I, the the rest that doesn't never ends. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, really lucky that we, uh, uh, my my team, you know, Sean Pollock, Lindsey Freeman, Barry Stelbaum, Lee Honigman, uh, all the whole creative and uh, producing team of the show uh, found amazing actors, twelve mm. beautiful and talented singers. So I'm just like. Man, I, I feel like I'm living vicariously through their success, and I'm just like pleased beyond compare, comparison. I just can't believe that I'm doing this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to insult their talent by no. lumping no you insulting. in with them. No insulting. No <laughs> insulting. I, I, I am honored to even be uh, working with any of these folks. It's yeah. just crazy. It's, it's awesome. a, a, a comedy horror musical. Well, yes. Yeah. We were just chatting before uh, we went to air about uh, a movie that you got the chance to see at Metrograph. Yes. And Metrograph actually um, is where Phantom of the Paradise had like a screening mm. uh, maybe like a few years ago. Mm. And so it's got this cool following. Yeah. And I caught on to it really, really late mm. to the point where I was like, yo, how is this not a stage production? It has barely ever been produced on a stage mm. or uh, performed on a stage, let alone uh, in New York City at all so i said that has to change so it was like not even a year ago colby that i said i'm going to make this happen and so i did and here we are and here we are that's that's a beautiful story soon they'll have to do a a, a barry linden um, yes. m- musical right yeah barry linden all right let's do it we can do it right now let me queue up i'm gonna queue up the score here oh okay i'm gonna queue up the score here we go here we go hmm who did the score? Uh, George Frederick Handel. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. This is it for three hours. And then you get Nora. I cannot find the ribbon. <laughs> for three hours. We'll do that. Yeah. It'll be a... Uh, there should be, if there were musical, like, if they broke into song at various points throughout Barry Lyndon, like, I would kill to see that version of the story, of this, like, dour, <laughs> like... They're, they're making, a, they can make a musical out of anything now. That's I, right, yeah. I don't know if I, if I'm just, like, lopping, um, what's the word, uh, jumping onto a bandwagon. Yeah. But th- this particular movie just felt like it needed, uh, mm-hmm. because it, it already is a musical. It's all, all the music right. in the movie is written by Paul Williams, so, like, mm-hmm. it needed to be performed on a stage, just to... It, it, it had to be. It, it's been done before. Mm. But, like, with that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, you could certainly, you could make it. Yeah. They made Mean Girls into a musical. That's right. They made freaking SpongeBob into yeah. a smash success. Well, mus- I mean, I was just going to say, I've heard only good things about the SpongeBob musical. Uh, yeah. No, it, 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 it's it's perfect. Like, I, I, I wasn't really hating on it at first, but I was just sort of like, I don't know if I want to shell out all that money to be, like, there around a ton of children. It yeah. just doesn't seem like it's marketed towards me, but it's marketed towards everybody. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. I gotta I gotta see it. I gotta see it before it's out of there. Yeah. I didn't really get <laughs> I didn't really get into SpongeBob in general as a cartoon. Mm. Uh, that was like past the point of Nickelodeon shows that I was really growing up on. Yeah. I was more on the Nicktoons sort of um what's it like Doug and oh, Ren yeah. and Stimpy and yeah. Rugrats and Absolutely. uh Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, that was more. That was more my generation. Yeah. SpongeBob, as uh, brilliant as it is, and uh, the fact that it was literally conceived out of someone who was totally stoned out of his mind, and now it's like, and now he's making him so much money. Yeah, uh, just for the residuals and the uh, rights. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so beloved. Like, uh, you know, it'll it'll live on forever, forever. SpongeBob, 
at least you don't have to like go two days in a row or something like that, right? Yeah. Isn't that the way it is with Angels in America and yeah. the Cursed Child? Yeah, Angels in America is like it's this like mammoth, uh, like hours and hours long. But yet, do you have to go back the next day? Is that how it works? Do or, you? Well, or what you, do you mean you come, or you come back? I thought that you the whole point is, is that That's... like it's like a five hour, six hour or something. So like they do it in two. In, uh, intervals or two parts. Let's let's. See. Evidently, that's the way it was meant to be for Angels in America way back when it uh, had its original run. Huh. But they're doing the same thing with Cursed Child, and that is ambitious. Yeah, that is. Family uh, the Paradise in concert's only an hour long. I'm yeah. like, shit, I think that's all that anybody <laughs> would want to be in a show, seeing a show that I'm a part of. For now. For now. <laughs> an hour is enough. Soon they're going to be begging for your opus. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I've got some ideas, but uh, let's let, let, let's work with what we got. Right right. Yeah, yeah, we got to take uh, take baby steps always. Uh, but yeah, that's that's its uh, secret loft uh, tomorrow at eight p.m. Tomorrow at eight p.m. Doors at seven thirty. Nice. And nice. if you get your tickets now, uh, you can uh, uh, certainly. Uh, I, I'm happy to say that there's a discount. I think Phantom Family. I think is a discount code, but you, and you get like a fifteen dollars uh, for tickets instead of the twenty twenty five you can get on the secret loft. But only until you get tickets, you won't get the address for the location. It's like secret. You can't. That's the whole point. It's a secret loft. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to tell you until you get the tickets. So get your tickets. That's why. Be fun. That's why you got to listen to. The, you get stuff from this show. That's why you got to listen, folks. This is a. This is. This is probably not an exclusive, is it? This code. This is <laughs> okay. Cool. It's this is a young it's, person's radio exclusive. Only listeners to young person's radio. <laughs> Get this giveaway code. Yes. That's tomorrow at 8 p.m. at Secret Loft. Now, Elon, your show, Lost and Rewound, yes. is a, a hallmark of Radio Free oh, Brooklyn. Oh, stop. A hallmark. Yeah. I sound like, what, what a perfect word for Mother's Day. <laughs> yes, <That's> yes. <laughs> yeah, happy Mother's Day, everybody. <laughs> We're going to listen to some found audio. So, you, yeah, so you have a clip from your show, which I guess, like, so set it up for everybody. It's a, it's a found audio show. Okay, yeah, so yeah. the found audio uh, aspect of it, more or less these days, correlates to other people's audio. It started out as a podcast, homegrown podcast, before we uh, were invited to uh, have a weekly podcast broadcast on Radio Free Brooklyn and even when we got here it was the same thing uh, before we got here um, but it started out with my own recordings from when I was 11 12 13 years old and I decided that was a perfect launch pad to say does anybody else have their own come on to the show and we'll talk about it mm. but if any other guests if, if, if guests like drop out or we don't have any uh, recordings of others that week um, you know, Jimmy and Allison have contributed theirs as well. Um, I usually just fall back on something that I have, and I have endless, 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 endless audio. I recorded 50 cassette tapes when I was a kid. Oh, my so, God. So, like, I've just got this treasure trove of audio that, you know, to be fair, you know, it, it, you know will eventually run its course, but it still <laughs> hasn't because we've had so many guests on. We've had uh, Sean Wickens, we've had Brittany McDonald, we've had uh, Robin Beatty, we've had a number of Radio Free Brooklyn hosts as well. Uh, um, I guess uh, Catherine Dunn has been on the show a few uh, times. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. AKA Face Girl. Um, Michelle Carlo was on recently. We've had like a ton of uh, of comedian storytellers mm. in the past, and it's really wonderful. Musicians, singer songwriters. Uh, Jimmy hosts an open mic at Tilt Bar every Monday, mm. and he uh, just pulls from a lot of the talent that he is. 
uh, gotten with all the open mics that he's hosted over right. the past few years. So there's just like a ton of people who will come in and bring their own recordings. Mm. Um, I feel like I may be, have been onto something because we as humans in this time of tech technology, nostalgia mm. and like, Hey, remember Discman, remember Walkman kind of thing. There, there's always a, uh, a chance that you will be holding on to all this old audio. So that's what I did. And, uh, Every now and again, like the clip we're about to play, I get a chance to play something of my own. Uh, although I try not to, just based on the fact that it's not about me. It's about everybody else and about sharing the wealth. Yeah. Well, let's let's hear this thing. Dude, that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, how old are you in this uh, in this clip? Um, Eleven or twelve, probably. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say sixth grade. And what is going on? <laughs> I was a huge Spike Jones and the City Slickers fan. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And when I and this is no, this will be no surprise to anybody, but I was also very ADD. Um, more than I was, more than I am now, probably. I mean, I have a good handle on it because I suppose I'm trying to be an adult and trying to, like, you know, handle my handle my mental health. <laughs> but um, no, when I was younger, I, I had ADD, and this was, like, kind of before I was diagnosed with it, but I was still exhibiting many signs of that sort of classic ADHD, 11-year-old hyper-energy kind of thing. Mm. And uh, also, to no surprise to anybody who knows me on Radio Free Brooklyn, this was sort of like my foray, my interest in radio. My parents bought me for my birthday uh, like a box of cassettes mm. from old like time theater, rate, like radio theater. Oh, so wow. it was like Jack Benny, um, You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx, uh, Gracie Allen and George Burns. And then uh, in that four-tape box... The real standout for me was easily Spike Jones mm. and his City Slickers, and it was all um, like classic compositions turned upside down and created into like a wacky sort of uh, lampooned version. Mm. So any and all the songs that you hear from like the Doctor Demento and Weird Al Yankovic is almost directly inspired by Spike Jones and the City Slickers because it's all like radio theater, radio music from like the 40s and, and whatnot. And they did a song called Defearer's Face, which is probably one of their more famous songs. And it was a political 
satire kind of thing where it was making fun of uh, the Third Reich. And it was even featured in a Walt Disney cartoon. It, it, it had such prominence at the time. Um, and it was featuring Donald Duck. And he had, like, a Nazi dream where, like, he pretended, like, he was dreaming he, he was a Nazi. And then he woke up and he was like, oh, my God, that was awful. God bless the United States of America. This is a real thing. You could look it up. I um, mean, I'm, I've, I've, I've got it right here. You got it right here. I've got it right. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's hear a little bit of it. Okay. Children's the builder says, Me is the master ace. Me higher, higher. Right in the builder's space, not to love the builder is the greatest grace. So be higher, higher. Right in the builder's space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, again, like, that is just one of many. They have a number of different uh, songs that are just absolutely silly. Like, and then they repeat that, but like with gargling uh, water or like hitting a, a cowbell. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just all very wacky and wow. silly. So the clip that you heard was me doing like a not even a formal version of that song. Like, <laughs> it's like sort of like a really ADHD adult version of that. <laughs> and then for some reason, my sister's like in the back where my sister Sarah is like, Alon, stop. She's like four years my junior and uh-huh. she's at that time seven and is trying to get up all my face while I'm with this tape recorder recording myself. I don't know where I am. Mm. For all I know, I could be in the car. I could be on the bus. I could be at the house. I could be on vacation. I brought this tape recorder with me everywhere. And then for some reason, I started to pretend that I was playing drums. And now I'm going to play drums. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little much alone. <laughs> so we're like, would all of the tapes take a four? Like, you would just record... Everything. Everything? Okay, Everything. yeah. So it's like it's like conversations with friends. You, you, like... If you, you took the school bus with me, I was on your school bus with a tape recorder. You were, like, looking in the back, and there I am with my friends, and I'm, like, recording and sticking a tape recorder to people's faces. Yeah. That's how I rolled, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like Steven Spielberg with a video camera, except I had a tape recorder, and uh, I'm, like, a bajillion times less talented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so you're like you're like eleven, twelve that that age. Yeah, yeah. I, I started it in 1993, and I was in fifth grade then. And I sort of extended it. Uh, you know, I didn't record consistently throughout three years, but I think the last time I recorded one of those tapes of the Danziger Zone, I yeah. called it, was <laughs> that was the series. <laughs> it was uh, 1996, I guess. Mm. And then I just let the tapes collect dust. Until I started doing the the podcast iteration right. of the show in 2013. So you've, you've been digitizing them, I guess. Yeah, most of them are digitized. I want to say like only half of them are fully digitized. I, I kind of after a while uh, went as it uh, as I went as, mm. instead of just throwing all of them onto uh, like a thumb drive. Yeah, but there but there exist a number of clips that still haven't been used after I've uh, oh, digitized wow. them years ago. Yeah, man, the archives, plenty of them. <laughs> 
I mean, you didn't record anything when you were a kid. I feel like this is becoming my show. Now. I did. That's so unfair. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, uh, I'm asking you. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, uh, um, but I, I was more. You know, it's so funny that it's around the same age. I think when I was in fifth grade, I had, I got just like a thirty dollar, like practically a toy digital camera <laughs> from, uh, uh, from my grandparents, and I, I just like took that to school and took all these photos every day, and then like, you know, when we did the, we did like the fifth grade. Uh, graduation, it was like, you know, I had all these pictures and I did like a slideshow. It was a huge hit. So it's the kind of thing that's, I don't know what it is about that age, though. Maybe it is something that just like kicks into your brain where you're like, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> maybe at 10 you are aware of death for the first time. And you're it, like, I gotta, I have to, so I have to remember this. Who said it was 10? I mean, it, <laughs> it could, it, you know, it, the, the, it's real. You know it from a very early age. Oh, yeah. I mean, kids are obsessed with death. Yeah. They're, it's all they want to talk about. They love like killing. <laughs> And uh, guns and uh, um, knives, yeah, <laughs> weapons of any kind. Violence is very funny to them. Like, from the earliest possible age, if you're just like, doink, ow, they love it. Yeah. My, my idea of, of violence really was uh, it, it, it stayed confined within video games. But, uh-huh. not, but not like shoot 'em up video games. I'm talking like scrollers, like 2D scrollers, like Mega Man oh, kind yeah. of thing, or Mario, or... Uh, any of the fighting games, but that was really about it. I, I I don't think I really was down with very violent or harm like very violent or harm. Oh, movies. I, I don't mean like horror I'm movies. Screenish. I mean like I mean like Tom and Jerry style violence, oh, like that people kind getting of yeah, bonked on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean we're we're desensitized to it because we watch stuff like Tiny Toon Adventures or right. Warner or the Warner Brothers lot where they just you know, hit each other on the head with an anvil or a mallet and then everything's okay. Mm. They just go right down to the next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the context for an anvil to this day. It's such an uh, antiquated uh, prop. It is. Yeah. It's like, what, what in these cartoons, there's all these blacksmiths in town. Like where are the, all the anvils coming from? I think it's a war reference actually. Ah, uh, yes. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. That's what half of the cartoons are referring to in a lot of cases with that. I imagine. Right. Yeah. Because they have to be uh, culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and I mean, they would be. They the first cartoons would just be shown in movie theaters, you know, before uh, before the newsreel. And all of them are politically incorrect now. Sure, but that's the whole point. Yeah, fifty years from now, we're gonna be looking at South Park episodes, episodes rather, and we're gonna be like, wait, how did that get onto air? Yeah, exactly. How, how did we let that pass? I feel like with some of that, we're already kind of there. You know, <laughs> we're, no, we're, we're we're yeah. The problem is, is that we're far too uh, like self aware about the issues that are going on right now that yeah. we can't, like, stop it. Yeah. We've started a train as a society where we're okay with the way that certain uh, sounds are. That's why I think I like, in some cases, the idea of a show where we are recording ourselves mm. and there's no filter Yeah, because we're not worried about who's going to see it or who's going to hear it. Um, unless you don't want to come on the show and play something that you have, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, my uh, uh, I would just make like little videos, you know, with my my siblings and my friends and stuff. So it was a, uh, it was all, it was all like home movie kind of thing. It wasn't but you like weren't a, worried about like how he was going to be perceived. No, no, not in any way, not exactly. in any way. No, I think that's it was pure. It was yeah. pure, right? As opposed to the entertainment that that educate that made us that like right. that. But it, it all starts from, you know, that inevitably it'll start from the actual uh, stuff that we were watching at the time. But it's even funnier and more uh, entertaining to hear how it inspires us. Beavis and Butthead impressions are 
littered throughout the dance crew zone <laughs> because of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was uh, uh, at one point, I think, as a kid, I was doing uh, I had a, a reel of all the Rugrats characters that I would do. For real? That I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it was uh, it was right on the money. I'm sure it sounded exactly like them. I was talking about rug, uh, Rugrats on the, on the show last week, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Because uh, whenever they did their, it was like 10 years of Rugrats. They would play these, like, interstitial uh, uh, clips during commercials where it was, like, interviews with the, the voice actors. Who, who I don't know any of the voice actors. I, I don't, don't know. If or maybe are... I do. I'm sure that that Billy, uh, what's his name? Um, Billy Eichner? No, no, Billy West, <laughs> who did, uh, who who did, like, Fry Futurama and did Ren uh-huh. Stimpy at one point and did Doug, maybe... I don't know if he did a voice for Rugrats, but I'm sure that there are n- names, voices that are familiar uh, to me. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Tommy Pickles. Who did Tommy paid Pickles? By, played by Elizabeth Daly. I, I, that sounds familiar, but I don't know. Angelica, played by Cheryl Chase. That's, no, don't know. See, I don't know any, but that, that's, that's just showing that I... Haven't really done any research before coming to the show on Rugrats. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't have to. Uh, you didn't have to research Rugrats before. It's, it's more of like what other voices they've done, if anything. Yeah. Well, this, here we go. So Christine Cavanaugh played Chucky. Oh, yeah. And that's a that's a big name. I mean, that she is was. A huge uh, name. Um, she was in Jerry Maguire. Mm. She did a voice on Dexter's Laboratory yes. as what? Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> Another bespectacled, red-haired fellow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's a. I don't know why I just keep on getting these little eggheads. <laughs> yeah, I just think I have a really. Oh, I, I can't do a Chucky voice. Oh, and she was uh, on Recess. That's another uh, lost in the archives cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That was ABC, I think. Right? ABC it was, Saturday uh, mornings. Yeah, yeah. It was on, then later on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Well, Toon yeah. Disney, Toon Disney, Toon Disney. <laughs> There's so yeah I can't really get down with it, man. Disney Channel has everything now. They've got Marvel. They they're just gonna basically take over all of entertainment. It is really. I they, mean, they just bought Fox. I mean, yeah. They do they do they own? It's always sunny in Philadelphia now. If when, once the deal closes, they will. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking damn yeah. it! <laughs> like, how does that make any sense? Think of that, listener. You live in a world where Walt Disney, the mouse, controls Deb and Dennis. Yes. Just yeah, think you know, about that. If you, I feel like anytime this comes up with uh, like studio executives and like uh, like high up people at these at these media conglomerates, they always say things just like, "Well, you know, we have so many outlets; it would be impossible for us to uh, uh, to oversee all of them." And you know, we're we're not a monolith; we don't speak with one voice. We've got like all these other voices. It's just like I just don't believe you. I don't believe that you'd be okay once they own. Uh, you know, if, say keeping with the Always Sunny thing. Once they own Always Sunny, there's no way. They would let them get away with like uh, a Disney Anything. joke that goes that yeah. like just somebody doesn't like. If it's just like not to the taste of a random executive, like they they can pull it, and it happens. You know the uh, um, Homeland. You know the show Homeland. Yes. Uh, he. You know how he's got this hot wife <laughs> on Homeland. Uh, who played by who again? I I don't remember the actress. It's Damian Lewis's uh, uh wife on the show. Okay. Um. But apparently, the original actress they had uh, um, cast was like much more of a plain Jane, you know. Uh, and uh, Les Moonves, the the head CBS, of, uh, head of CBS, CBS uh, was like, uh, was like, can't she be hot? What? And then this poor actress lost her job. 
and they got they brought in uh, uh, whoever it is. That's just a reflection of how sexist less movement less movement yeah. is. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I mean for sure, for but, sure. I mean it's just it's all it's all these it's all these these guys. It's the same like four dudes, old school. Yeah. Like, Four Poly- seventy-year-old dudes who yeah. control everything. They control everything and uh, are ripe for getting out of the business. But you know now. what they don't control? What do they don't control? Radio-free Brooklyn. No dude. doubt. No doubt. Community radio. No one's telling us what to do. Is that so? Is that so? <laughs> and what do you propose to do about that? RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Fair enough. <laughs> Pledge a dollar. Pledge That's $3. how you keep us. Yeah, yeah. You got to put, you know, you, you. this is what happens. These guys with money, they buy up everything. But the way to, it's this, we got to keep us independent is you got to support us. You know, I love how we turned this into a, pl- a plug for the donation. Your page. show, not mine. I, 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 I try <laughs> yeah, to do right. that I say, I say we and it was, I did it. <laughs> no, I, I'm witness to it. I made it happen. I allowed it to happen. I devolved this conversation into corporate interest in our own lovely creative, uh, uh, you know, uh, the stuff that we grew up on. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that we we love so dearly. Yeah. I mean, you say, I mean, you've turned it that way, but it's on a lot of people's minds. I think it's on, especially now with like big news, like the, the Disney Fox thing. It's like, uh, um, it's just more and more in people's faces, like how much, like how many properties on the Monopoly board are getting controlled Shit. by the same player. I mean, Dr. You know? Frankenfurter's a, a Disney princess now. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Yeah. Madness. And, you know, the more attention... The, you know, the more money something makes, the more attention it gets from that class, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, um, this is why Star Wars is like they they uh, uh, they gave it to Ryan Johnson. They, and they said they've been very open about this in interviews because, like, yeah, he's a real team player. Like, he's very open to mm. notes from yeah. the executives. And it's like, uh, you know, if they if they really – if they want – if they know something's going to be a big hit, it's going to be a lot of, you know, hands in – a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and uh, it just gets worse. One of the things I've noticed about that as someone who's done producing and um, just in general been a part of a production where there have been a lot of that, that's like the last thing I want. I think yeah. that there really needs to be uh, a clear, concise role that everybody has because otherwise uh, someone's going to get really stressed out mm. trying to do too much at the same time. Uh, I know that that's pretty much the way that I've run my entire life, feeling right. like I have to do everything or want to try to do everything. Oh, and then yes. someone tells me, no, don't. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just hopeful that uh, I'm actually doing something that's very helpful right. and uh, meaningful. The, the least I can do. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. Like, it, it gets too convoluted and every, and it, it beca- and the... Um, this oversaturation of involvement can be very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, and I, it happens with everything, not just not just Star Wars. I don't mean to uh, steer this into uh, into nerd territory. Oh, I <laughs> I didn't know where we were going specifically into Star Wars, but that that is not my forte. I will yeah. admit. Yeah, yeah, because you're a uh, you know. My uh, wife and I are Trekkies. I don't know. There you I, go. I'm not yeah, even much see? of a Trekkie. My wife is definitely more than I am. Oh, I love it. I love I love Star Trek. <laughs> and yet, and yet, and yet. This is the woman who uh, won't really be very interested in seeing any of the Marvel movies in the theater anymore because we're behind. But, oh, Solo's coming out? Yeah, we're going to go see that opening oh, day. Oh, sure, of course. Okay. I mean, it's got a, it's got it. a, it's got a, 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 a bro, uh, Amelia Clark in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that was the, the nickname, I'm a bro. Yeah, it's good. So she's my bro. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. You got to get her to do a, a, a plug for this. 
We got to get a. This is Amelia Clark, and you're listening to Young Persons Radio on Radio. <laughs> I don't know Amelia Clark. I don't know why I'm putting this out there. I mean, if I just say it, it's true. You know, they don't know. They don't know. Nine zero four three five one zero seven. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. If you want to call in, nobody and, uh, wants to talk to me. No, no. They won't want just me. Just you. Just me, Elon. No, they want to talk to you, Colby. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I'd yeah. be very surprised if anybody called and was like, "Yo, I have a question for you, stranger." Yeah. Well, see, I, I got I got one guy who calls uh calls every every week pretty uh pretty faithfully and um, yes. You know, if he doesn't, uh, if even today he doesn't call in, I'll be very upset. It's Mother's Day. Yeah. Maybe we have to be the ones to make the call. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah. You know what? Do you want to call your mom now? Yes. We got time. We got time to do it. Let's see. I got to look. I got to switch some things around here. I'm going to go. Well, we got to, you know, let's do it later. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fine. Let's do it in like 10 minutes. Let's save it best for last. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to, it's just going to take a little a little rearranging uh, tech-wise. Yeah. But we'll do it. In the meantime, we can do a segment I do on the show from time to time. Mm. This is the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. Okay. It's a series of questions that's been developed over, you know, the year plus, oh boy. year and a half of, uh, of doing the show, and I think we've got it perfect now. I hope. I mean, if not, then you'll get it perfect for the next time. That's right. I'll be another guinea pig in the process of young person radio We're questionnaire. We're just working stuff out. Yes. The first question, Ilan. Yeah. I'm going to do these out of order today. Oh, goodness. Okay. Throw me off a little bit. Question number one. Mm. You find yourself in a casino. You look down at your hand. What's that? It's $200 worth of chips. What game do you play first? Um, I have to be honest with you. I, um, don't really know how to play card games, so I'll probably do something really simple. <laughs> I, like I, a slot I mean, machine. Yeah. Well, yeah. so you can use the chips for the slot machines? No, I wasn't but, sure. you know, I mean, some places, who knows? They're all different. I was going to say slot machine, and then I realized that, uh, I don't believe chips are, um, you, maybe no, they are. No, you can't. I mean, you just put the, you put the money right Unless in. there's a casino out there that I'm not aware of, and I've only stepped foot into maybe a handful in my lifetime. Yeah. At the very most, maybe three. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to the table, and I'm probably just going to do something very simplistic like Blackjack or Texas Hold'em. Yeah. And that, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that's that's a huge chunk of the landscape there. Yeah. yeah. That's not too simplistic. I just don't know really how to play Texas Hold'em, so I'll just probably lifeline my cousin who used <laughs> to play it in college and yeah. was like a pro player. He'll go up to the table and just watch over someone's shoulder for a while. <laughs> and... Hopefully, know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. If you watch enough of it, you know. Do you ever watch like the World Series of Poker on, uh, like ESPN? Um, Disney. If, if, Speaking of Disney, <laughs> yes, the Disney presents yeah. Blackjack. No, uh-huh. um, I, I, you know, I do see every now and again World Series of Poker playing at a bar. Every if it, they have it on, yeah. I hate when sports are on at a bar, but I can't uh, say one thing or the other because it's whatever they want to put on yeah. there. Um, yeah, I think I have. Like not a friend per se, but uh, an acquaintance from upstate where I'm from, um, in Woodstock, who does like professional poker playing now. Yeah. Um. And and it clearly is a, it it it's a grind. It's a real very very interesting grind that really requires a lot of 
I think the word is hustling, really. Mm. You're just like you're, ve- and you're very good at, uh, at, at, you know, you're just just very good. You're very chill. I don't like. It's not like a very high energy thing. Right. Just, it's more like a cool and calculated kind of sport. Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to be. You know. You have to be still. Uh, you know, you gotta get that get that poker face. I I can't say that it's really ever interested me, so I'm not gonna pretend that uh-huh. I am. Well, you know, ESPN is actually a very good example of what we were talking about of uh, of uh, corporate meddling, mm. which is uh, the Bill Simmons. Are you do you listen to Bill Simmons at all? I haven't, but I've used to read a lot of his articles back yeah. the day before he had a podcast. Right? Yeah. I mean, he. Uh, um, this is the reason Grantland got shut down. A big reason is because he he laid into uh, Roger Goodell, uh, the head of the NFL, a little too hard for. Uh, uh, ESPN executives uh, liking on a podcast on the Grantland, the old Grantland network. Mm-hmm. And um, they got into a big fight about it. It led to him, you know, being ousted as the editor and uh, uh, Grantland getting shut down. Well, God damn it, Roger Goodell. Haven't you heard of freedom of speech? Exactly. You know, what? It's, it's also just like, I don't know. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Roger Goodell. I, 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 no, but this is the thing. It's like, what? You're, what are they? What are they afraid is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like, oh, like I guess I'm going to stop watching the NFL, this thing that I love, and yeah. the reason that I'm listening to this sports show just because Bill Simmons is like goofing on Roger Goodell too hard. Like, there's no universe. This is old news to be where, mad about. Where are you about. from originally? Maryland. So you're a Ravens dude. Uh, I was more of a uh, Washington Redskins fan growing up. Got it. Up. Got it. Uh, although you know you can't can't support the name now. No, you know that's all good. Yeah, I mean you have other Washington teams. Exactly. Yeah, but it's also I'm not really I'm not really an NFL guy. I'm not really uh, a sports guy, honestly. Yeah. Kobe, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know who is point of order? They're coming in really soon. <laughs> Master of these today. What's another question? Another, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Throw it on me. What's an internet trend that drives you nuts? Drives me nuts? Yeah. Where do you want me to begin? Just the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Memes? One does not simply... Uh, The fact that you can... Yeah, the... the, the is it GIF or GIF? Forget... I say GIF. Okay, so since it's your show, I'll call it a GIF. <laughs> I don't know either way, nor do I really care, because we see it online and we don't know how to spell, pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, GIF... The GIF culture of like posting um really like shitty gif memes yeah and, or like i think probably my the one that i hate the most is kermit the frog uh, the ones with involved, the, the yeah tea? it's just like it's so like fucking what's the word is so self-important yeah like i think just any meme or gif that uh this that's not a gif but um i'm thinking of uh, pretty much anything that's been overdone overused to the point where it's 2018 and the, there are some memes and GIFs that have been already in the, a lexicon for four years now, but yet they're still being used. Yeah. And there are some memes that are great, but then it just gets to a point where whatever the capacity of the meme, be it a video uh, or be it uh, animated GIF or be it uh, just a plain old stock image. Yeah. And that it just keeps getting overdone and overused. And it's just, it's done. Like, yeah. Move on. Yeah. I mean, there's no it. The, it really the, irks me. The thing that drives me nuts is uh, uh, people who they they think that the using the memes is very funny. <laughs> you know, like they think uh, I'm going to use this joke that someone else has created because I like it, and that means I am a comedian. Yeah, it's like it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Do you want to call your mom now? Sure. 
Do you want to come around here and die? I'm not going to ask you to give me her number no, on that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yes, yeah, Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, uh, call your moms, uh, but not until not until you're done listening to this program, uh, which you know um, is fine. Oh, we're done. We're dialing the number. We're dialing the number, everybody. And I'm going to say, call. Here we go. <laughs> Can we hear? Can we hear anything? I'm turning this. I'm turning this way up. We're not going to get the, um, hello? Hello? This is the background buzz. Maybe she's not answering it. I can't hear the ringing, so I don't know. Oh. Hello? Hello? hello. Hi, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. How I, are you doing? I, I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm on the radio right now, so be be careful what you say. I got my man Colby uh, for Young Persons Radio uh, across the board from me. Hi, Mrs. Danzinger. Happy it's, Mother's it's Day. Not it's not Mrs. Danzinger. It's not? Well, excuse me for assuming. Just call her Carol. Hi, Carol. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your, your Mother's Day wishes. You're welcome. I, I, I figured I would give you a surprise uh, on-air shout. This is live. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're live right now. Oh, just what I love. Live radio. <laughs> yeah. You're now, yeah, this is a cruel prank. It's just occurring to me. <laughs> okay. Where Where are you in uh, in in America? Excuse me? Where Where in the country are you? In terms of what? Where, <laughs> where do you live, Mom? Oh, I live in Woodstock, New oh, York. Very cool. So we're talking... Beautiful... Beautiful Woodstock, where on May 11th, 12th, whatever it was, it was 40-some-odd degrees. Where is summer? (laughs) Please, make it happen. It's true. It's hard to believe. Do you have anything planned for today? Yeah, it was rather chilly here yesterday. Did you you have plans? uh, It's a bit warmer, supposedly. Are you doing anything today for Mother's Day or anything that you were doing yesterday? No, nothing special. Just being... You know, oh, hanging around, yeah, doing stuff, painting. You paint. Helping your dad. Today, I think I'm going to paint, so I'm actually looking forward to it. Nice. There's a, a website that people can go to to see your paintings, right? Ooh. Yes. A plug. CarolLeemanPaintings.com. Yes. Wow. She's really good, guys. She's got like oil, uh, paintings on sale. It's like all oil canvas, and there's a lot of pet portraits in there too. So if you want your pet uh painted you can uh talk to her and she'll make a really good I like good to paint so you know I like I actually like enjoy painting pets but um I, I like painting other things so I'm all over the place in that oh. way give us the nice. give us the website again Carol Lieberman paintings Dot com. Dot com. We'll check it out. Now, now we were talking uh, earlier about Elon's uh, uh, show and all of the uh, audio recording he was doing as a child. Do you uh, do you appear in any of these uh, uh, tapes? Um, probably very unwillingly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that, that sounds funny. Right. Elon was uh, <laughs> big on taping everything to my dismay. <laughs> to your dismay. But, um, yeah, well, some of it was fun, but you know, it's not my thing. So you know, I was I didn't really always ask. Right. And I don't think I ever asked. Oh, Elon, please tape me. <laughs> but yeah. It was okay. We've got to get this recorded. 
But yeah, and yet, and yet, my uh, you and Dad were very uh, uh, fervent, uh, uh, firm on having me record my voice from an early age. But that recorder that I was recording Danziger's on, that was like what, like that was from Radio Shack or something, right? I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't that recorder the that you, the recorder, the the recorder that you bought for me when I was like ten or eleven for that I used for the Danziger Zone, that was just like an old, like, just a basic Radio Shack uh, handheld recorder, right? Oh, oh, the first one. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, you know, you, you enjoyed that venue, so, you know, as parents who try to be supportive, we um, made that purchase, never realizing that it was going to haunt us every day. (laughs) But Wait. it was it was it was, good. it was actually it worked for you. So well, we were lis- as, as you can see, you're doing it now. We were listening actually a little bit to a clip from Spike Jones and the City Slickers, uh, inspired, uh, um, at you know, sort of. I, I was inspired by Spike Jones. We were listening to a clip of that, and I know that you guys got me uh, like a radio theater, like a like a radio plays on tape. That's like and, a starter kit. Yeah, it sounds like. But you, but did you listen to that at all? You listened to Burns and Allen when you were younger, right? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you into George Burns as he would do uh, movies well into the eighties? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, he he was a classic. He was he was a funny man. Yeah, and um, I, I enjoy comedy, so he was he was up there. Yeah, I saw once where he was. Uh, he he was co-presenting with someone at the Oscars. It was like a, a young actress, and she came out and she did the intro, and they read the. Uh, uh, I don't remember that. But you, you say you, you don't remember what? that? I'm sure you do. Well, I mean, I I, I happened to see it recently, but uh, uh, she uh, she's gonna go read the names, and she like she motions over to him like like it's your turn to do these, and he goes, "No, honey, you do the whole thing." <laughs> Man. For some he's, reason, uh, decided he he was going to be on stage and not say a word. That sounds about right. Well, yeah. I mean, it was his it was his wife who was really the brains behind them. But you know, we all know that women are smarter, so didn't surprise oh, yes. me. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. We, we I mean, look. Why do you think we uh, we called you this morning? We were just out of we were I way out of. I feel so smart flattered. Things to say for a while. I, I couldn't think of anybody Am else. Am I mother number one on the call list? Mother number one, that's right. The first and probably only. We're wrapping up the show soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, normally there's more people who call in during the show. Uh, and who knows, maybe there will be more calls before uh, the uh, hour ends. Yeah, it but... still happen. That number again is 904-351-0729. We've been slack. I just want to say this. We've been slacking on callers lately, okay? Yeah. We did this show a couple months ago. Uh, where I said, if 10 people call the radio show, I will spend my own money to see the Jimmy Buffett jukebox musical. And uh, that did. It, it worked. And I did. I saw it this week where that's going to be a future episode is the recap of that experience. But since then, it's been, uh, it's been dry. It's been dry as a bone. We got Tim Keck calling every week. He's not even uh, waking his ass up to call today. It's just it's a dreary Sunday in New York yeah, City. Yeah, what that's can right. you do? People are actually doing things like either if they're not calling their mom from a radio show, they're actually yeah. spending time with them. Yeah, I know it's disgusting. <laughs> we should go see that Jimmy Buffett musical, Mom, we, or or go see some musical on Broadway. Make it up to you since uh, I, I I can't be there with you today. Okay, well you're here with me now, so. 
Thank you so much for the call. Thank you so much for the Mother's Day wishes. I will take you through the rest of the day with me. And uh, have a great day, guys. Hey, right back at you. Love you, Mama. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Isn't, right. she, isn't she great? That was a great call. She's, great, she's so chill. She's a great guest. She's chill. She like I don't think, I think she's gonna like secretly murder me uh, the next time we, we we chat. Hey, who's this? Colby. There he is. There's Tim Keck. We got him in at the very end. We got him in the very. You, we got like oh. we got a couple minutes, Tim. Oh my god! I just woke up, dude. I'm so sorry. You were no, right. No, no. <laughs> you were right. Yes. Yes. So it's to, Tim. It's totally oh. fine. That was just that was just for the listeners. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Well, I am uh I'm feeling some kind of way after the uh the Epic Legion shutdown last That's night. That's right. Yeah, we talked about this briefly at the beginning of the show. Uh uh Legion oh, man. Legion Bar now a faithful faithful comedy venue now gone. Now gone as of uh, closing time down last one night. last time. Had that awkward empty silence of a room we're never going to be in again. Oh, yeah. Chris taking shit off the wall, trying yeah. to sneak out with art. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was a uh, a sad and beautiful affair. But I also, I know you're short on time, want to say happy Mother's Day to yes. Doris Keck. I know she listens to this show every week. Yeah. She's the best. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I love her. I love you guys. But... Doris Keck, always number one in my heart. <laughs> and we've talked to her on the air before. This is a, a happy Mother's Day uh, 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 from me as well, Doris Keck. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, you did meet her before. That was uh, uh, part of the reason, uh, you know, uh, that was in the uh, Escape to Margaritaville episode. That's right. Yes, that was the that was that episode. It was the that they, those were two of the ten people. Tim and uh, Tim and his mom. Ooh. Do you have any updates on that? Updates on the Margaritaville? Yes. Well, the update, of course, Tim, as you know, because you were there, is that we saw it. <laughs> I know. Well, were we going to do something about it? I mean, we're, it? We're, 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 it's gonna, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, you come by the studio. And we're we're going to do the okay. full story from beginning to end of Wait. that day because it is, <laughs> it is an epic tale. Before or after the show? <laughs> Wait. What, you're talking about when you saw the Margaritaville? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what? Where, where does the epic tale begin? It begins. It begins right here on the airwaves. Oh, okay. And it ends in a in a feeling of tropical bliss that carries with you as you leave the Marquee Theater Please. in Times Square. Well, stay tuned for that next week, I guess. Right? Or well, we got no, two weeks. We got two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. We'll be back next week with a guest, but uh, I'm not sure who it is going to be yet. But know. Tim, we gotta go. We're we're very yeah. short on time. Thank you for calling, buddy. We'll talk to All you right. soon. Love you guys. Happy Cheers. Mother's Day. Tim out. Well, show's over. Elon, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Today. I talk too much nonsense. This was a this was a great day uh, uh, to have you on because uh, my voice is gone, as you can hear. So I just make up for the uh, inability to chat. Uh, or uh, sorry, making up for whatever you can't say. I will. Fill in the blanks. That's right. And uh, it is it, it, it is appreciated. I'm the blank filler. That's right. And everybody should check out Lost and Rewound every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And if you're around tomorrow night, you can go to uh, uh, the Brian De Palma yeah. show at the Secret Lake. Fan- Fan- Phantom of the Paradise, Phantom of the Paradise. Paradise. Yes, in yes. concert at the Secret Loft 8 p.m. Yes. So in the meantime, happy Mother's Day, everybody. We will be back next week. Stop this beeping. It's Jeez. a secretloft.eventbrite.com. Sorry, I had to. No, no. I just realized it. I was like, that's the right link to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, you, anything in particular you want to go out to? You want to go out to the, the, the Barry Linden score? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, mainly because it's too short. Let's do uh, the, next, uh, the next thing. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Oh, no. I was going to just maybe playing a song from that, uh, that movie. From Barry Lyndon? No. Oh, from Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, yeah let's play do it. Goodbye, Eddie, Goodbye. Phantom of the Paradise. Goodbye, Eddie, there Goodbye is. is a good... There it is. Yeah. Boom. That's a good... All right, here we go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see uh, you next week. In the meantime, stick around for Point of Order. And uh, we've got... Wow, wow. It's yet again. I am... I, I have an ad plan before the video. <laughs> this, this, one, this will be the thing that kills me. I will be dead because of this. <laughs> It'll be the last thing I hear is a vodka ad. All right, here we go. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. Through the sacrifice you made, we can't believe the price you paid.